Welcome to it, guys. This is the 206th episode of the podcast. That's wild. Make sure we're... Yeah, we're recording. We're good. And uh, it looks a little different. I'm in a different chair. It's really comfy. I posted it on Patreon because uh, I'm really excited about it. And it's the small things in life. And I'm comfy as a clam. I had a professor that used to say that. Happy as clams. That guy was on his way out. He was about to retire. He was my... Uh, my freshman in college bio teacher. I can't remember his name for the life of me, but he would just teach where he would have a doc camera and he would just write his own notes and you basically just would copy the notes and try to make sense of his explanation. He moved fast. He really did. So if you didn't have a rudimentary understanding of bio, you were fucked. But All right, for this episode, two drink minimum. We got some rum and mango. We also got some I guess generic Corona, some generic Coroni. Uh, you can also check this one out as a video podcast on patreon.com slash classroom brew. So if you're trying to get a, a visual of what's going on with the green screen or the chair or whatever the setup is, again, patreon.com slash classroom brew. It's also where you can get the koozies and coasters and shot glasses and all the other bonus content like behind the scenes stuff and uh, the video episodes and things like that. So for this one, I actually, uh, I took to Instagram not that long ago, and by the time this episode comes out, it'll have been a, a little bit of time, and basically I asked you guys, uh, you know, what's, what's something you want me to cover on an episode? And of course, now that, you know, the pandemic is winding down, kind of, Delta variant, who knows, <laughs> um, I'm going to try to get more people on the podcast and in person, so we got some stuff coming up. Obviously, we just finished up the student series, and Adam was on, Science Adam was on, uh, we'll get some other people back in the podcast that have been on before, and some new faces, or new voices, of course. So, that said, I asked you guys, and these are things where if I'm not the expert, I don't claim to be, but if I want to get somebody else's voice, I'm going to bring some people in for that purpose. So, hopefully you have a drink for this one, or if you're driving or something like that, you are being responsible and not drinking, but uh, when I took to, to Instagram to ask you guys, uh, what are some things that you want me to cover? We had a response that stood out to me because it was kind of going along with what I was thinking anyway, and that was Nicole Hutchins, who wrote, teacher recovery when emails about next year are already coming. So the school year just ended, and this, is, this really resonated because it, it seems like, just like all year where they were like, hey, make sure you're practicing self-care, but also, did you do that report that we asked you to do that you didn't have to do last year, but now it's new and we want you to do it, that kind of stuff? And it's, it's very hypocritical. So uh, what Nicole is getting at here is this idea of trying to pretend like it's your time to relax teachers, but also like make sure you do something, whether it's a PD or some sort of prep or whatever it may be. So I asked other people with this same topic in mind, uh, what types of emails are they getting task-related stuff about? Uh, everything from, so Amy uh, Tristano, Tristano wrote stuff about sixth grade orientation. So preparing for that kind of stuff. Preparing for preparing for the new year. <laughs> That's the ultimate uh, prep stuff that you should not be worrying about. Uh, <clears throat> Miss M and the Monstars wrote, and the Monsters, I don't know why I said Monstars, like it's Space Jam. Uh, not planning, but updating our insurance prior to school starting. I should put the, this with the hand on the face uh, emoji there. Yeah, if it's a task at this point, it's like the dun 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 dun
da, 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 fuck you. That kind of stuff. Don't ask me to do a task during the summer. I also hate doing like direct deposit stuff or insurance related stuff like PPO, HMO, LMNOP, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's a real pain in the ass. Um, at Gina Smith wrote, reading, <clears throat> reading, training, and math. Uh, look for subs for the second week of school. So you've already got to prepare for a sub. <laughs> the school year hasn't even fucking started. Uh, so you got to figure out what you're doing in the second week right now, a few months out. Which, to add to that, we as a district in CPS, we are on a shortened summer. We are losing a week to a week and a half because they're trying to minimize summer lag. And if you haven't checked out episode 203 with Adam, we talked about that. This false belief that it's a quote-unquote lost year. Very insulting to those of us that busted our ass all year. That said, with the shortened, uh, the shortened year and this whole idea, so like CPS sent out this email saying like, we're all in this together and we're a team. And meanwhile, they fired like 400 people from that team that's all in this together. And they're, they're talking about self-care and relaxing and taking time to get away. But then also the new interim CEO is talking about like preparing for next year and being on the lookout for emails with different tasks and things like that to make it a smooth transition for him. Okay, that's my number one concern. Is, is the bigwig interim CEO, is he getting a smooth transition or not? Yeah, it's my 100% number one concern, big boy. Big boy. <laughs> um, but I thought it was interesting because, yeah, there's this, this idea that because we have summers off, it's easy. It's an easy profession. But we aren't paid for that time, and most of the time we're spending time doing some prep work anyway, and especially after this, it's like, um, I can't claim this, this is a meme, where it's like, teachers getting summer off, or even the weekends off, or a break in between, like summer, or uh, spring break, or winter break, it's like a boxer in between rounds. They need that time to recover before the next three minutes of the bout. So, I don't know. It, yeah. People are obviously going to be ignorant, bit.ly slash teacher hate if you want to check out that video where it's all about people turning on teachers. But it's for sure interesting that it's like, hey, teachers, you're such heroes, but also we hate you. And make sure you relax, but also get ready for next year. It's coming. We don't know what's going to happen. Are we going to be hybrid? If I hear hybrid again, I swear to God. Um, but it's frustrating. Like, what are we supposed to, like, we talk about self-care. I saw on Instagram, there's like a a guided self-care program that teachers can pay for, and it's all about getting your mental, physical uh, health in, in good order and your social life. and that. Like, we have to pay for this. And I guarantee the PDs for next year are just going to be about the, the SEL approach, which is important, of course, some curriculum stuff and some literacy stuff and, you know, supporting care. But there's going to be nothing about teacher self-care or team building or, you know, preparing for a world where we're all back in the same building for the entire year because last year we only put up with each other because we had such a divide, <laughs> a physical divide between us. Uh, there's going to be none of that. Like literally on the last day of school, the email that was saying, make sure you relax and get away and you did a great job. There was like a checklist of 21 items being like, when we get back, here's what we're going to do. Boom, 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 boom. Like, can we just relax? Can we just fuck off? Okay. Can we not worry about your checklist of 21 items that you're like, this is what I'm going to cover, so be prepared for this and make sure there's a read. It's like summer reading when you were in high school. That's what it is. Summer reading, but for high school or middle school or even elementary, whatever. Whatever teacher, whatever grade level is bullshit. Either way, it's all bullshit. But uh, yeah, 
So, I don't know. You don't really, you, know, you ever realize like how different you are <laughs> when someone points it out? Like, the, like some of the thoughts that I have with some of my people that I, I work with, some of my coworkers, and I, I'll say it out loud sometimes, or maybe they'll listen to a podcast and be like, hmm, interesting, Ryan. I'll be like, oh, I thought everybody had that thought. <laughs> Not the case. So, let's do a thing, by the way, with like the, uh, the Chicago accent and uh, comparing that to the Boston one. The Boston one. And uh, gonna see what the teacher, some common teacher phrases. I'll wait. I'll fucking wait. That kind of thing. Because really, when you're teaching in Chicago, you gotta think about the, to- the students. That's what's really important. That's kind of a mix of the things, too. So if you've got a, a fun teacher accent, some fun teacher phrases, send me those at Classroom on social media or classroombrew at gmail.com. Let's jump uh, right into our comment hero of the week. Welcome to the Comment Hero of the Week. When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on is you failed fucking social studies. Or when you see someone call that person out, they are our Comment Hero of the Week. Yeah! Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember, don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. So, there has been a moratorium on school closings and CPS. More recently, I don't know if you've, in your teacher prep program, if you are a teacher listening, on uh, This American Life, they did a whole thing on Harper High School, which was this turnaround school with just every tragedy you could imagine, and low-income area, all that stuff. And more recently, Harper High School has been closed. Like this year, Harper High School was closed. And Jen, for example, from, from UIC, she was a, one of the teachers at Harper. I know the Embark program that stemmed from teachers at Harper High School. And so it, it's, it's sad. It's a community that's losing its school, just like how Inglewood, up until recently, they lost a bunch of schools in the area up until they opened the, the new STEM high school. So Harper or Inglewood, whatever, these are schools that have the, the microscope really honed in on them. And so it's sad to see that it's, it has uh, been closed. And it, when, when you think, I know they're saying that there's a lot of things like the enrollment and things like that. And are they really serving the kids? I don't blame the teachers in that case, of course. Uh, there's a lot of different factors. And there are school, I, this will not be, Harper will not be the first and only school in the next 10 year span, this decade basically of the 2020s, to close. But it's still sad. And what you really should be thinking about is the, the students themselves. So our comment here for, for this one is, so this article that I read, I forget what, what source it was, to be honest, I think probably ABC or NBC Chicago. Uh, I don't know how to say her name. It's, it's Verlian Noble or Verleen Noble. I'm going to go with Verleen Noble. Her comment was, close the doors. Schools need students. This school was out of control. Save someone's life. I live across. This is no commas, by the way. So I sh- I'm, I'm going to read it improperly. I'm not going to do her the, the courtesy of pausing my teacher instinct kicking in there. Close the door. Schools need students. This school was out of control. Save someone's life. I live across the street from it. And the 80, it was terrible. Then fighting, then fighting and everything else dysfunctional. First of many schools that's going to be closed in poor areas. South side, west side, real talk. And Carl Pitchford writes, a few commas here could have done some real good. And uh, Verlene decided to go, you didn't spell that word right. 
You went coma, not comma. Coma, not comma. I, I went into a coma trying to get, there was no oxygen going to my brain trying to read your fucking sentence, Verlene. So if Verlene, with, I'm assuming not a teacher, or, or for sure at least a cynic, I think we can all agree on that, talking about a school that's out of control with fighting and everything else dysfunctional, whatever that means. And I, I don't doubt that there were probably some issues in the school, but do you know what's going on behind the scenes? Probably not. The school I work at, for example, is still kind of trying to shed the reputation of being disorganized or a little chaotic. When you actually go into the school, a lot of people are surprised, like, oh, this is not at all what I thought it was going to be. These kids are not all at all what I thought it was going to be like or what they were going to be like. So I don't know. I don't know the story of the story of Harper High School or what was going on there, but it seems like Verlene, who has an issue with comma and coma use usage. Her comma use is going to put people into comas because they're trying to get all the words out without, you know, it's a huge run-on sentence, and uh, they're not going to get oxygen to their brain. But I don't know, it's just sad, where it's like, at the end of the day, I know they're going to put this mostly on the, the teachers being like, well, you didn't make your benchmarks and blah, 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 blah. But I just, I'm scared for how it's going to impact the kids moving forward. So if Erlene's not thinking about this, but like, what about all those displaced teachers? What about all those displaced students? displaced admin and social workers and all these different things. And where's the funding? When this school goes under, or when it closes, and they, that, that building runs into disarray, or maybe they're going to renovate it and make it into the new CPS headquarters, because that's what usually happens to shitty buildings, is suddenly they throw money into it, and it's like the nicest building in Chicago. <laughs> uh, I'm not bitter at all, or, or you know, trying to call out CPS at all. But um, I don't know, it's sad. So be on the lookout. Let's see what happens. Uh, hopefully that funding goes to a uh, school in the area, whether it's a school that kids were diverted to or they open up a new school that kind of, I guess, like when they close a bunch of schools and that eventually brought in the new Inglewood school, they just kind of, you know, re-synergized the, these communities together. Maybe they'll do the same thing. I'm not, I'm not really sure. This chair is super comfy, by the way. Not to get too off track there um <clears throat> this reminds me i was at la fitness I, I was telling joe dombrowski this too that i was at la fitness and the the whole conversation i witnessed it was, it was something to the effect of like this guy goes up to this one guy and he goes hey man big fan the guy goes oh no 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 I, i'm not andrew santino he goes oh <laughs> my bad man you do look like him and he's like yeah yeah i get all the time <laughs> and you know what I understood it. We were in Chicago. The guy had reddish hair, and he kind of looked like Andrew Santino. And uh, I don't know, that was just kind of a funny moment where the guy knew. The guy didn't say, hey, man, I'm a huge fan of you, Andrew Santino. He just said, hey, man, big fan. And the guy just kind of knew because he's clearly dealt with this his whole life or his whole adult. And he just kind of knew, like, hey, man, not me, not me. All right, now to round us out for this one, uh, I found this, this thing from uh, Empowered Teacher Mag. I'm assuming that's magazine and not like mag condom. Where with another, we're trying this again. We've done this in the past, usually through BuzzFeed or, or things like that. But this is one of those quizzes that, you know, I love to do on the podcast. And this one is, what fictional teacher are you? So we've done it for, I don't even remember what my responses were, but for, we've done it for Harry Potter teacher. We've done it for, I might've gotten McGonagall. I don't fucking know. Um, the other one was, uh, Mr. Cooper from Hanging with Mr. Cooper. And I, I tried to watch a few episodes of that. 
And uh, everybody got that response, by the way. Hang with Mr. Cooper. So not the greatest. So what we are going to do is do this quiz. And uh, we're going to see if we get a more accurate result. And, I, you know, the, the sky's the limit. You can only go up. So which fictional teacher are you? I'm going to find out. On the first day of school, you set the tone by explaining the rules and syllabus, dig right into the textbook and start teaching, get kids up and out of their seats to play an icebreaker, or do a hands-on activity. Shit. This is one of 14 questions. I'm in between rules, syllabus, and hands-on activity. So to avoid seeming like they're just going to put me into like a box of like, you're the shitty fucking teacher, I'm going to go with hands-on activity, which I have done many times. Question two, how do you handle classroom decor? I have 100 pieces of flair and motivation taped randomly to the walls. My room is themed and color-coordinated for each holiday or season. My, my classroom is inspired by the art of feng shui. I'm assuming like minimalist, like nice flow to it. Uh, decorations distract students from the learning process. Shiplap and succulents, or whatever is hip right now. <laughs> I guess I'm going to go with feng shui because I'm not 100% or feng shui. Oh, I don't know. I'm not 100%. I, I don't like a lot. I do think that some classrooms can be crowded and it's a little bit too much like sensory overload, but I do still have some stuff around. So I'm going to go with the art of feng shui. All right. Which one best describes my teaching career? I regularly go rogue and butt, that's hard to do when you're drinking to say that word back to back, with administration to do what I want. I feel supported and in full control. I have some control, uh, but not enough to make the impact I want to make. And the other one is I am just an instrument in the hands of administration. Let's say I feel supported and in full control. My admin's listening. You're welcome. The faculty, your faculty lounge cup coffee mug most likely reads, are you bleeding or dying? No? Okay, sit down. The future of the world is in my classroom today. I can't control my pupils. And it's a bone through a eyelid. <laughs> I get it. Double meaning of pupil, student, and eyeball. Uh, one is an acronym of teacher, mentor, inspire, educate, coach, share, influence, encourage. These are all teacher-related. World's okayest teacher. <laughs> teacher fuel, as referring to the, the what you call it. Uh, tears of my students for the other coffee mug, of course. Uh, coffee because... Wine isn't allowed in school. Uh, none of these, I guess, but I'm more of this like, don't cry about it. So are you bleeding or dying? No? Okay, sit down. No, that seems kind of cold. Uh, the future of the world, it's kind of a blank and boring one. I'm going to go with the teacher fuel because it's the least cringy one for me. How much control do you have over your student's success? My students succeed or fail on their own. I can only help a little. Uh, the way my students come into my class uh, largely determines how they do. It takes a village to see success in the classroom. I can't work alone. I can with enough time get every student to succeed. Is that every student succeed or every student pass? I'm going to go with it takes a village to see success. I can't work alone. How do you approach your career as a teacher? I love everything about being a teacher. I love the, the I love the job in theory, but feel powerless in reality. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, a little bit of that. Uh, I wish I had more control, but I'm overall happy. Currently have 10 LinkedIn, <laughs> 10 LinkedIn tabs open, so they're on their way out. Uh, I would say, mm, I wish I had more control, but I'm overall happy, I guess. We'll go with that, I guess. Finally, lunchtime. What's most likely on the menu? Hitting up the drive-thru, packed PB&J all the way, meal-prepped chicken and rice, or school cafeteria with a cake. It's going to be meal-prepped chicken and rice when I remember to do that, at least. These, I'm wearing Lululemons like a Midwestern 
um, housewife, but they're a little bit stretched because, you know, Kobe Wolf. It's prep period. What are you doing? Checking my fantasy league. Not anymore. Fuck fantasy. Football. Uh, taking a nap. Taking a moment to meditate and reflect on the day. I wish. Tweaking the lesson plan. Eh, it could be. Catching up on grades from last month. <laughs> Reading alone in the car or time to catch up on Instagram and TikTok. Honestly, it's probably either lesson planning or catching up on grades, but it's not from, la- I'm going to say lesson plan. I'm never that far behind. Usually a week or two, sometimes three, but never a month. How do you handle lesson planning? My lessons are planned a year in advance. I have a rough outline of what I want to do in the weeks in advance. My lessons change drastically during class based on the students. Uh, I wake up and decide what to do in each class. Hmm, I have a rough outline of what I'll be doing weeks in advance because I do tweak a lot, but I do have my, what you call it. All right, what teacher look is most like yours? Uh, one's very casual, just a polo and jeans. Another one is suit. I'm going to read the, the male, the, the man attire. I'm not going to, you know, the female ones. Uh, this one is like a suit with also like a, a jacket over the top. This one's a polo with uh, khakis. Another one is basically Albus Dumbledore. You know, on, you know Chamber of Secrets, whatever. Uh, jeans, t-shirt, leather jacket. I'm gonna go with this one. It's like right in between business casual with a, a shirt, tie, jacket, optional, and slacks. It's Friday in May. Your classroom looks most like kids making their way through a worksheet. So the, oh, the end of the year. This is for us June. Uh, kids in groups working on a project. Let the kids decide or movie day. It's definitely project. How do you get students motivated? Well, I try, but who knows? Talkies for sure. Pep talks. Currency or tangible incentives. Uh, the grade is their incentive. I don't know. I like pep talks. But also at a certain point, I'm like, well, your grade's got to be. I'm going to go with pep talks. I get like a football coach from some movie like Gridiron Gang or some shit. <laughs> or Denzel from, you know, remember the Titans. What teaching style is most like yours? Every day is an immersive real-world experience. I use projects and hands-on activities as capstones. Every student works at his or her own pace. Or a lecture and textbook. I'm not even going to finish reading that. I'm going to say projects and hands-on activities. School's out for the day. What's your go-to stress snack? A protein shake, whatever's in the fridge, cookies, tea and fruit, a glass or a bottle of wine, (laughs) or a brew. I should say brew because we're on classroom brew, but it is 100% whatever's in the fridge. Oh, I have to sign up. You Jesus. All right, let's go with this. RCRB. If I, I'm going to get signed. I'm getting signed up for some stupid newsletter that I don't want. It says, we won't spam you, pinky promise you. Okay. What counts as spamming? One or two emails a day or just 17 for them? All right. Good opportunity to plug the email, classroombrew at gmail.com if you want to send anything. Uh, whether it's you know an audio clip that you want me to include in the podcast, a question, comment, concern, or if you'd like to be on, of course, you could reach out. All right. Oh, I could have skipped this and continued. It's too late. I already hit submit with my email in there. All right. Which fictional teacher am I? I got John Keating. Uh, let's see. Oh, from Dead Poet Society. Oh. R.I.P. Robin Williams. You must strive to find your own voice, boys. And the longer you wait to begin, the less likely you are to find it at all. While you might hate literary cliches, you still take the road less traveled. You aren't concerned about test scores and feedback from the administration. Instead, you pour all of your energy into helping to develop young minds into productive and actualized people. 
It takes a while for folks to warm up. But when they do, they'll have a bond with you forever. Oh, that kind of sounds like Ken. Oh, Kenny. Uh, it might be useful for you to, to make a class a bit more hands-on in your quest to bring learners into adulthood. Fuck you, insulting ass. Probably a little bit true. So, yeah, that was fun. So I'll, I'll put that, if you want to know what that was, it was empoweredteachingmag.com. I'll probably have to check out other resources they have because I'm sure they have more stuff. But anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Or if you're on the Patreon, thank you for watching. I'm going to have to catch up a little bit on my drinks. I got one and a half. No, I got, that one's done. That's only a second drink. But patreon.com slash classroombrew if you want the bonus content or the video episodes such as this one uh, or the podcast merch, whether it's eventually we'll do t-shirts like the one I'm wearing right now. But right now we've got the, the koozies and coasters and shot glasses, as well as being a part of the Patreon dedication song, which we are going to put back into the end of this episode. It's been a while, but you will hear that at the end of this episode. So at Classroom Brew on Twitter and Instagram or classroombrew at gmail.com if you want to reach out or whatever it may be with a question, comment, concern, or something you want to include in the episodes that are coming up. Or if you want to be on an episode, that is, of course, on the table. And maybe if it's within a decent range, I will come to a city near you or if you are in the area, in the Chicagoland area, and you want to come to me, that's cool too, as long as you're vaccinated. So thanks so much again, and until next week, or a bonus episode for Patreon people, hint, hint, wink, wink, class dismissed. But that's Minnesota Leo Sanchez Got a lot of land He's been on the pod It was really grand He's teaching in person During COVID Sabrina Bachman From Ohio Teaches French class But I don't remember French Sorry for my teacher who taught me French You were really cool, but that was years ago This dude beat cancer Getting real strong He posted on the gram He's a real bad ass James Biner James Biner That's fucking right, James Biner Cindy Montoya from California Lazy Teacher Podcast, that's a bad look Definitely not lazy, big time podcast man Melinda Bradley, Melinda Bradley She's from Florida, wore PPE For her staff photo, that's Melinda Melinda Bradley Melinda Bradley Classroom Brew Check it out on Patreon.com <laughs>